0: Cheers, everybody, and welcome to the Driver Recruiting Happy Hour podcast. My name is Darren Williams. I'm the president of CDLjobs.com. With me, as always, is my co-host, the president of Ten Four Recruiting, and the darling of the trucking industry, Matt Beach. <laughs> I am Beach, why do people love you so much? I don't know. I mean, I know why I love you, but why does everybody else love you? You're, I don't know. Boyish it, it's, it's, Charm.
1: It's the handsome good looks. I'm just a rugged good, a, good
0: looks. I'm just
1: a mighty fine boy.
0: Mighty fine. But I've got those things. I've, I've got those things, and people just tolerate me. Yeah, but They just, love
1: look, you. Our, our, our features are somewhat the same. I mean, we've got a bald head. Oh. We got this. I
0: cover it with glasses, which isn't very smart. You, you, you have a hat.
1: I know, but still, we got the same features. We've got a good attitude. We're both handsome.
0: But people love you and they tolerate me. What's the key? What's, what, I, what am I doing wrong?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's it. it could be the cologne I wear. <laughs> I, was, saying, I should
0: bathe more often.
1: No, oh, I mean, I got. I, I went down to the flea market and I picked up. I always pick up this Channel Number Five.
0: Channel Number Five. It's my favorite news show. <laughs> it's
1: it's it goes on. Boy, it smells good. I mean, right. good. so that so might I be, need
0: to go. The key my, for me before the next trucking gathering is for me to visit the Saudi Daisy Flea Market. And do a little cologne shopping. Yeah. A little channel number five, a little high karate. High karate. There you go. <laughs> hey, do you know who our guest is today, Beach? We kind of – this is like a – this kind of a big deal. He is a big I deal. I mean, not no offense to the other people that we've, we've, no, we've I mean, been on the show, but holy cow.
1: Got, you got to bring him down a little bit. He thinks he is. He's pretty good. He's all right. He's all right guy. He's okay guy. Well –
0: I'm not trying to prop him up. I'm trying to make us look better by having a special guest. Yeah, he's, he's, good. he's, a, he, he's while, good. While you drink a beer, which is really bringing. Waiting. Anyway, right. ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to the senior director at Hiring
2: Our Heroes, Adam Rock. Adam,
0: good welcome to the show, gentlemen. man.
2: It is nice to be here. Thank you all very much. And Matt, No, I'm
0: a, don't don't say
2: that yet. It's it's uh, not yet.
0: No, <laughs> save that. <at> the end. <laughs> yeah. We've had people take that back after they said it.
2: Yeah, specifically, Matt. It's it's nice to see you again. So you know, last time Matt and I were together, we went on this uh, esteemed hunting trip to somewhere in Alabama with wonderful oh. companies and camaraderie and a little bit of bourbon. I think uh, a lot of. Know, bourbon there
1: was a but, lot of hard work.
2: but just to show you my my expertise at, at in uh, the um, soldiering uh, arena i show up with no equipment i show up with no gun i have to be outfitted by somebody with the equipment he hands me a gun i take two round shots and then we go out to the the to the uh, you know the deer stand for the next 3 days no so one you were you were sick on the day in the military always taught you to be prepared that's right but i will tell you that this, course I, I i had tremendous mentor it was matt beach himself all right via texting me the whole time on what to do because i'm not quite the hunter unless it's for terrorists okay so um but the- <laughs> i kid you not we're in the truck going to
1: the deer stand and adam goes is there anything i can't shoot he's <laughs> like so it's so it walks out and i'm like Please, nobody walk in front of this man's stand. <laughs> he's,
2: he's ready. He's trained and ready to go. I was. I was. So, day one, nothing. No one sees anything. Day two, nothing. No one sees anything. The only no, thing I got. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Did you? I did. Okay. Now, I did. I saw uh, some stuff. Day, day, day three, actually, it was time to, to, to ramp up my game a little bit. And I was very fortunate to, to be uh, make a single shot. Single kill, only one to shoot a deer that weekend. Now,
0: is this at the infamous uh, the hunt cap? Is, is it Summy's? Is it Bill Summerlin's?
1: Yeah, but that's no, it's not Bill Summerlin's. It's the Southeastern Sportsman's Lodge down in when he said in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. It is the middle of nowhere, Alabama. Yeah.
0: But it's the club those guys all go to, Summy and yeah. Yeah. Brad. And I mean there's been they've been going there for years, right? Yeah. 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 It's, okay. a, it's a correct place.
2: Matt was such a good mentor to me, though, Darren, that I want to follow suit, and I thought growing a go- goatee like him, you know, I'd just be a, you know, a better hunter going forward, so let's, this is why. And I, the I, next can't step. Wait. I can't wait to see what you look like, like this. this I is say, the- going
0: back to your military days, time to get rid of that uh, salad on <laughs> yeah. your head there, let's let's uh, go clean-shaven, and and uh, we'll bring you in as a third co-host, you,
2: yeah. <laughs> you can... Thank you all very much, though. So uh, tell
0: us a little bit about your background, Adam, just personally, before we get into anything
2: else. Well, thank you very much. Because we are meeting
0: for the first time.
2: Yeah, thank you very much again. But uh, so, you know, I I joined the military at a very young age, uh, you know, frankly, 17 years old, uh, out of high school, was enlisted for a little bit and realized I really enjoyed the discipline, the education, the physicality of the military. But I did want to go get my college degree, so I went to... ROTC at the University of Miami uh, and and got my commission through ROTC and then just continued to serve another 30 years. I'm a career infantry officer, retired at the rank of Colonel. Uh, very fortunate to command at various levels and to take uh, units like the 82nd Airborne Division, uh, the uh, Ranger Regiment, and then on to start the initiative with the Army Striker Brigade concept. And uh, was fortunate to deploy in leadership roles three times to Iraq with them and then eventually uh, to Afghanistan a couple of times as, as an advisor. Uh, my uh, final assignment, though, was working at the Pentagon for the Chief of Staff of the Army as a special advisor or special assistant to the, the Chief of Staff to stand up a program, Darren, that that was about helping our transitioning service members, uh, their veterans, their military spouses find meaningful employment. So. Using the grassroots connections of our great communities, where we all came from, and putting our men and women who served, raised the right hand, and served back into those communities with meaningful careers. So I was able to, in uniform, uh, meet a whole host of folks. Uh, our pillars were employment, education, and health and wellness. So that really, I decided uh, uh, it was time. I have married four kids. You know, I'm going on 29 years of marriage and uh, I, it was time to really get out and raise that family. I thought Colonel was good enough for me, but I wanted to continue to serve. So I tell people there and Matt, I'm still serving, I'm just doing it in a different uniform. Most of the times it's a suit, but I'm still serving and giving back, which was the segue to uh, to my my current career. You know, I, I guess I'm on my uh, my third job here as the senior director at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Higher Heroes, but. Heroes, we have a mutual friend, the two, uh, the three of us here, and as we discussed earlier, Brad Bentley, who took a chance on me and hired me at Fastport as one of the vice presidents for to advocate for veterans' issues. And I am very close with Brad to this day, and I am grateful to him and that organization because they they hired me, and and you know, it, it, you know, it's not a it they hired me because they saw something in me. All right. And they trained me and I'm always trained by Brad, especially in this industry, just about every day. So I'm grateful to them, but I worked for them for, uh, you know, 18 months and went on to, to lead a nonprofit myself, which I thought was, uh, you know, just a unique opportunity. So I went and re- uh, led a nonprofit that trained servicemen and women in it skills and, uh, so that worked out okay, but uh, it was time to move on from that. So I, I am now with the US Chamber of Commerce, hiring our heroes foundation as its senior director for we'll call it outreach and business development. And you both know what exactly what that means. And uh, but I've been here for just over almost three years now, and I'll tell you a little bit about the chamber if you want. Yeah. Absolutely. So let me just jump into what we do. Uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is the world's largest business federation. It's got multiple chambers in the cities uh, that that you all live in, and so on and so forth. But it has a, a foundation arm, and it has a couple uh, efforts within that foundation arm. One of them is Hiring Our Heroes. It is initiative started 11 years ago. To get at the unemployment rates, the very low unemployment rates we were having in 2010, 2011, 2012, with our men and women who served coming back from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, it was a staggering 24 to 29% unemployment rate. Uh, and lots of things came with that unemployment rate, Veteran suicides were high, divorce rates were high, alcohol and drug abuse were high. Uh, things of those nations because our men and women just didn't have, you know, a meaningful careers. Uh, a, not only a job, but a, a good paying job with paying benefits that I say are commensurate to what they had in the military. So the chamber started to our heroes and we do a various things. We, we go and do large transition career fairs or transition summits, if you will, actually career summits globally where we use the power of the chamber and our partnerships with hundreds not thousands of companies that are like-minded, that are veteran-ready, ready ready to hire military talent, Mm -hmm. and we travel the globe. I just came from uh, Joint Base San Antonio, San Diego, Texas, where we had over 100 companies and about 600 veteran military spouses and transitioning service member job seekers. It's unique. But that's what we do, and we partner with great companies who are like-minded to do that. We do virtual hiring fairs, We have a great fellowship program, which puts people into some sort of middle management, program management, operations management, so on and so forth. And we have military spouse programs, uh, a a ton of those because we really want to curb the military spouse unemployment rate, which is a staggering 30 to 35 percent right now. So, you know, that's an untapped resource that we could tap into and uh, businesses are starting to, to understand that. I will say right now, there, if there's a shining light in anything, as you both know, there is a warm talent right now. You two are operating on that every day. There are more jobs than there are people to fill them, right? So a lot of companies have come to us and said, we're looking for that military talent. We really want to recruit from that military community for various reasons. First thing is, they're very well educated. Two, they're trainable, Right. They are drug-free, they have a clearance, they are not obese, they come to work on time, they're disciplined, they've got all these soft skills, but they're trainable. So you might not have the exact skill set that some of these companies that we're dealing with are looking for, but those companies are willing to, I won't say take a risk, that are willing to come to the military community because they know the values that they bring and, and what they're capable of doing and they're willing to train them. So that's why we had quite the following of these corporations from big companies to medium to even small businesses that, that are coming to us every day looking for our talent. And um, we've, we've proven that we're, we're a resource that people can count on. We give them not only great product, but great, great leaders. And so we've been very, very successful so far. And we're going to keep doing this because it's important. But the last piece I'll say in this whole thing, we don't do this alone. It takes a village. It takes folks like yourself that are doing what you're doing in the CDLs we could talk about the initiatives we have in that, but or into the trucking industry, which desperately needs people. And we help as a matter of fact, the Hiring Our Heroes does recruit into the trucking industry with a couple initiatives that we have on, on underway as well. So thank you for letting me talk about Hiring Our Heroes.
1: Yeah, I know. And, you know, awesome. Adam. I love everybody. I'm hearing you the first time at the Deer Camp. That was just phenomenal. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be keyed in on this guy. And, you know, we, we've had uh, a few truck driving schools that's come on the show as well. How, how, how much do you connect with them, especially with the individuals? You know, you have professional drivers who are currently in the military looking when they're getting out looking for a truck driving job, possibly, right? And then you have individuals who are in the military like, I want to get my class A. Do you partner with a lot of the truck driving schools as well to help that transition or help that, uh, those people into those, those jobs?
2: Yeah, we, we, we first of all, we partner with uh, a lot of, of trucking companies. And, and what, well, if you remember, and you both know this very well, you know, Fast created, you know, it was founded to help, you know, uh, bridge the gap between the trucking companies and those who are looking for truck drivers, right. So now we brought them to the US Chamber of Commerce and we actually use their software still, okay? And then we've expanded that software. But as you know, I mean, just think, they started out in the trucking industry. So you can imagine the in our database, the amount of trucking companies that are constantly searching for servicemen and women talent, okay? Then we have some other initiatives that we do. We have, a you know, a, again, Brad's going to get a lot of attention here, but because of Brad- And he should, he's such a handsome guy. <laughs> Brad's one With of the good of- guys, read on my- I will. We'll,
0: because we'll talk of about
2: in his him. what he does in the trucking industry. We started the the, the drive uh, the transition trucking driver excellence award initiative. And you' uh, uh, is there a, what's the abbreviation? Of that? Yeah, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, <the> it <laughs> yeah. yeah. is a mouthful. But I will say every year that's a competition, and this is this is a competition to help a rookie driver in the uh, who. Just got his or her uh, CDL, right, and is, uh, you know, one year on with some of the great companies like that you're partnering with, Melton Trucking, right, Stevens Transport, Prime, CRST, uh, McElroy, Amazon, Passhole, there's a whole bunch of other ones. So a couple of those right there, right, to award a T680 Kenworth truck, brand new, with the keys. To a deserving individual who has been mentored by these great companies right seasoned truckers and and has proven that they can be a small business owner right? an entrepreneur an owner operator right and that's quite the program i mean so you talked yeah. about other other companies that we have i mean just that list is, is, uh, that of the few that i just mentioned and, and that's growing and people are getting a word about that so that's one of the many initiatives and we're going to have I think we're, we are start in 2016, we're gonna have another giveaway this year in, uh, on the uh, 16th of December on the steps of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, but that's about changing someone's life, right? That's about promoting the trucking industry and the value that the veterans bring to the trucking industry. That's w- one thing that we, we do. We're also, to answer your question, Matt, partnered with some CDL schools. We have one in particular, it's called Troops Into Transportation. It's a Transforce group initiative. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but our servicemen and women um, often uh, they're on military bases. They're a skill bridge provider, which allows the service members while they're on active duty to go to uh, upskilling programs. And this is one of them. And they get their CDL license and they are, you know, they're partnered with 500 plus companies that are looking for for drivers. So that's uh, another initiative. The other one we just did was, Have you? are you both familiar with the Drive for 500 initiative that we just did? No, I'm not. drive Sounds pretty cool, though, right? Drive for no. 500. It's right up your alley. So uh, we, Hiring Our Heroes, partnered with Indeed and that CDL company I just talked about, Troops Into Transportation. Indeed is providing scholarships to 500 uh, deserving service members or military spouses. How's that? I mean, wow. so... That are that are very interested in getting this CDL Class A license and getting into the transportation trucking industry to be a truck driver right They're just shy of 500 I think uh, uh, the president of the company told me this morning they're 497 and they just have a couple other applications to review but they'll make their mark so since April since so, uh, they've stood this up and we, I mean this is you know a scholarship. get your cdl license all expenses paid other other than some meals and some incidentals but you know and and the testing so into jobs and they're i was also told they have all been offered a a job
1: that is great and here's here's this is a typical typical um situation that happens here darren has technical issues halfway through the thing and we are by the way we're still recording adam you are now the host that's right of the driver recruiting happy hour,
0: thank you. Very nice. the new host.
1: <laughs> it happens every time. I don't, I mean, I've tried to tell him, like, dude, you you just got, I don't know. I mean, I bless his heart, bless Darren's heart. He, he tries, he's way out there in
2: Iowa. He told me though,
1: he is <laughs> out there, now. you know. talk about Brad. Brad is like, um, uh, Brad and I had an instant connection because you know, we started talking about bourbon. Brad is like. The the bourbon ninja, I mean, this guy knows every restaurant. So if I if I want to go somewhere to eat, and it doesn't matter if it's in Iowa, or you know, Key West to San Fran to Maine, you you mentioned to Brad, hey, I'm going to go to this city. It's going to be here. Brad goes, let me tell you where to go eat. Let me tell you where the best bourbon is for this. The man knows the city, the United States. He knows where the good food. The great hangout spots, and you know, where all the great bourbon stuff is. I mean, he's absolutely a birthing. Have you noticed that about him when you talk to him? Or back in the, it was just like, where are we going? Gradually, we're actually going to go here, here, here. It's like, how do you know this? And I know he's not researching it. And it's just like, ah, just someone might have took me and I remembered it. And he just, he just finds those spots. And right now, he's sweating it trying to get reconnected with us, isn't he? Now, Darren is. Now, Darren is. Yeah, Darren is definitely like, crap. I got he. He's trying to text me. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore it. Yeah. Um, Adam, what you guys are doing is phenomenal. You know, I'm I'm very familiar with the the truck driving schools that you mentioned. Um, the amount of work that you guys I didn't I didn't know the full details. So a lot of stuff that you're mentioning with the driver driver 500, right? I mean that that program it's absolutely amazing. Do you do any work with the connections with the wreaths across America?
2: Well, we sure do. Uh, you know, we we have we, we're. A partner with Reeds Across America, um, we obviously, you know, there's there's always a, a, a 501c3 donation aspect of it. You know, if you you know, donate a uh, someone buys a wreath, you get uh, maybe hiring here, might get five dollars of that sometimes, and so there's some <laughs> of those kind of programs out there as well. You know, I was uh, on the advisory board of Reeds Across America for a number of years. What a tremendous tremendous uh, initiative there, and obviously, you know. The trucking industry is the hallmark of it, delivering those wreaths to all the veteran cemeteries, you know, living all across the globe. They're finally, they went over to, I guess, to Normandy and they've done some overseas, um, some overseas cemeteries. Maybe the trucking industry drive there, but it got them to the ports where they were delivered and so on and so forth. So it's remarkable.
1: Now, you said 29 years of marriage? Yeah, 29, yeah.
2: 29 so is it 30 this year or did it hit 29? Uh, October will be uh October will be 20 uh October will be uh, uh, 29 uh, uh, I'm sorry October 29 thank you <laughs> well no, yeah exactly
1: so I would I, my wife and I are it's 20 years for us yeah. November 10th and for for all this year I've been telling everybody it's November 11th and I think I sent an email in November and she was like Absolutely not! It's November 10th. and of course I was in the doghouse, and I'm still in the doghouse. But I'm like, come on, twenty years, it's it's great. It doesn't matter, you know. Me trying to play, doesn't matter what day it is. It's at the first of the night. Who cares? She's like, oh, it matters. So like right now, we're
2: trying to figure out where to go. We have no idea. We have no idea. Well, come on down to DC. Not that it's the guard spot, but we got plenty of room. <laughs> but
1: so the one the one place I love. So I went. So you know, I brought my son to DC for right. the reach cross America. and those places you told us to go and hit were spot on. Yeah. But the um, oh my gosh, what's the what's the bourbon place? Because I even sent Brad an email like, "Text, I'm here." He's like, "I'm so jealous." Yeah. But it was
2: um, the rose. Is it the rose or what was it called? The Brad's also told me I forgot the name, but it was quite the collection, what I, I understand of, of bourbon. Oh, you've never been there? I have not. Brad, oh my god. To go. I know. Yeah, it's like something rose, not
1: rose and crown, but something rose. And right now I'm going to get smacked for it at some point because there's a friend of mine who listens to this podcast and he loves D.C. But like the Pearl Dive, that's one of my favorite places to go to get oysters. I don't know if you've ever been there, but my goodness, I love D.C. A lot of people are like, you just go to D.C. and you see the monuments. I'm like, absolutely not. There's so much more to do in D.C. just as, you know, the typical, you know, monuments and all that. I love it. There Absolutely is we're enough. glad
2: you came to the city, but I'm glad I don't uh, work at the Pentagon anymore. I, and I, now I live outside the city, You don't really have to commute anymore. So the traffic Yeah, how amazing. long did you how long did you work And Yeah, the traffic's a not yeah.
1: Absolutely. But
2: how long did you work at the Pentagon? It's a total of seven years. So yeah. And, and it's a it's a really is people <clears throat> joke about it. It is a tough place to work, but it's a great place to work because that's where really the nation's defense business is 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 done. And it was an honor again to work there things that you work on are, are real, are real time, uh, you know, national security issues. So uh, I, I never really uh, minded going to work. The, the commute was the, the worst part, as we just discussed. But after yeah. that, you get in there and you, you, you put your head down, and you work hard and you know it means something. So what's the next steps for y'all? What's the, what are the folks that, what's yeah,
1: the for y'all?
2: For Hiring Our Heroes, uh, uh, first of all, we're going to continue to grow, you know, continue to develop these partnerships. We want to, we're a big tent, though, Matt, and and we collaborate with just about everyone. So it's just, you know, not name the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Hiring Our Heroes Foundation. We really are inclusive. We'll bring uh, almost anybody in if they have the same uh, values and the same mission that we do and we're like-minded we'll bring in the and we we want to grow to scale in various ways we want to continue to do the in-person by the way back on in person these in-person transition summits we're doing that are 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 superb I mean and I go there and I'm the host I guess and now I'm the host of this podcast but no, I'm I'm the I'm the host if you will of the um of many of the summits you know and it's an honor to be in front of these men and women who served or getting out. Welcome back, Darren. To um... we we're, we're, we're you know Adam's doing a great job as being the host dude. I mean, so
0: <laughs> oh, sorry, a- Adam. I-, I live in Mayberry. I <laughs> yeah, we know. I don't know, man. The whole everything went blank on me there, so I apologize. I That's all right.
2: just to bring you up to, we are talking about what's next. Okay, so I was just telling uh, Matt about how we're trying to grow and scale. So bottom line is we're always looking for more more like-minded companies all right and all right we, we we won't turn them away and i i you know like i said i do outreach and business development me and my team speak to folks every day who are interested and heard the good news from us saw us on you know social media or heard about us or whatnot and want to be part of it because they know we have access to an incredible pipeline of talent all right and why do i say we have access to them because we have a, a, an enterprise memorandum of understanding with the Department of Defense that allows us to do certain things so because we've proven ourselves. It allows us to be a skilled provider of certain programs that we have, which is upskilling. It allows us to get to the installations uh, because of who we are and what we've been able to do and the impact we're bringing, right? So we bring like-minded companies along with us. We, the other thing we wanna do, Matt, is our fellowship program, which is off the charts. We've got over two thousand fellows this year alone, right? With a ninety percent offer rate, with a mean salary of one hundred seventeen thousand dollars. I'll say it again: a mean salary of one hundred seventeen thousand dollars. Now, Darren, out in we yet it might be not, not might not be that high, and but and, and in Chattanooga, maybe not be that, that high. But here, <laughs> in, in, we roll it big. We roll it big here in Chattanooga. <laughs> You got my point. I mean, and uh, just think about that 90% operate after uh, an internship of 12 weeks, which is no cost to our companies, not at all, right, because they're on active duty. It's about, uh, you know, really, it's about, you know, trying it before you buy it, when do you get to do that, and you can give them an offer, you know, day one, if you wanted to, or, you know, six weeks in or wait till after. And then the same thing for the military spouses, although we do pay the military spouses.
0: Adam, maybe it's not as simplistic as this, but if if I'm coming out of the military and I come to your organization and I'm looking for a career, um, where does trucking fall into that? Like, is it dependent on the individual or if there's an interest level, is trucking towards the top, towards the bottom? Do you have to do more convincing for a guy to say, hey, come on, let's get into trucking? Or I mean, where does our industry fall in? I'll tell you you what I'm
2: asking. I think your industry falls up very well for a couple of reasons, Right. Uh, but i do say the industry needs to do uh, a couple things a little bit better you need to promote yourself a little bit better all right you need to, you need to show the service members and i think even the country the economic value of coming into the trucking industry that it is a career that you can make a career with really good money and that these great companies will have benefits They'll pay some, I don't know, I won't go and say everybody but we'll pay for some college that you are you're interested in going to, right? They'll take care of your family, you have medical coverage, you'll have, you know, all kinds of a nice compensation package, you get decent hours and you know, you'll be at home at night sometimes, or it depends on what, what company you go to. But I, you, I think you have, you, the trucking industry needs to change its image, okay? It's not like it was smoking the Bandit back in the day, okay? It's a little bit different and, uh, and we're more tactical. Think about that T680 I talked about. You get in that thing and you got you got your phones, you got GPS, you got, you know, you guys use the walkie-talkie still probably, but, uh, but anyway, uh, CB radios or whatever, I don't know. And uh, but the point is, joking, joking aside, it is different, and, and they need to know that it is different. And so that that image uh, you, you need to, to tra- change first of all. Yeah. The second—that's well, good information.
0: That's good for people to hear.
2: The second thing is that 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 many of these companies that you are, are, are already partnered with and know have their own CDL programs, right? That are they're hurting so bad that they need this. They're willing to train them, right? Or they're willing to send them. To a training program and and maybe pay that back so that the service member can continue to either keep their gi bill or use it for somebody else right so or it's a low-cost school maybe but 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 they need to understand that so then the last thing darren i I will tell you is as i i go to these transition summits globally and i talk to these young kids okay these young kids who want adventure they want to continue the venture they want to be independent and see the country right I'm constantly walking them over to, you know, trucking companies because it is a great way to get started. Is it a great way to start your group? Get really good pay. I mean, some of these jobs are 60,000 plus a year. I mean, that's with benefits on top of that. And so I have found a whole bunch of young, one day as a matter of fact, I was at Camp Lejeune, I found three kids all were interested in the trucking industry. I walked them right over, you know, I think it was to um, Chris Gonzalez as a matter of fact, I invited him in. And uh, you know, I invited him in to set up a booth and I think I walked in. Chris and scared came. the hell out of him. He uh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know I'm
2: gonna text Chris
1: Gonzalez. Clean harbors, <laughs> exactly. <But laughs>
2: Clean Harvors came and, and they they, they memory, Chris has come to a couple of events now. He he is bought in because he completely understands the town pool we're with. So, you know, trucking is 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 right up there at the top for a lot of reasons.
0: Good. It's good to hear.
2: Yeah, that was my question that you went into, Adam, is
1: you see so many, you know, hiring military drivers, that's almost like a buzzword, and I don't mean to take that lightly, but it's almost like, okay, that's the new thing that we got to go hire for, let's hire for that, and then they they create these materials and just marketing and all that, but really, when the military drive, professor driver comes over, it's like, really, what does this mean, I'm just being treated just as a normal driver. I mean, where's the other benefits to this? You want to be here. I'm here. What are you doing? Oh, you're just, it was just marketing. We just knew that that was just something we had to do because everybody else was doing what we thought was the flavor of the month. It's not the flavor of the month. Yeah, it's true. not. I mean, really, it is a top notch professional driver that you're getting being part of your fleet.
0: I mean, well, it's a real solution to a problem that we all have. Yeah. And we just need to embrace it.
2: America needs truck drivers. I mean, just look at all the stuff in our, our your offices and mine, and I mean, how do we get that? It got from point A to point B, and uh, you know, I just, uh, but the, back during the image change, uh, wouldn't hurt. Now you know, my, my uncle, Uncle Richard, uh, a free more veteran, was a truck driver his entire life, you know, made a living doing it, and but uh, and I enjoyed as a little kid hopping up in the, that cab and, and going for a ride and pulling that thing down, that horn and all that stuff, but you know, that that's what I, for until I got into this and started to really think about it, that was the image I had. But now it has evolved. I mean, it's it's much more technical than it ever was. And you should celebrate that.
0: Yeah. And trucking's wonderful. But if you have an uncle Richard, he missed a great opportunity to be a pro wrestler. Ricky Rock? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. That's a champion of the world, man. Yeah, you got it. I'm sure, he was a great truck driver, but Ricky Rock, you, have, you know, UFC Who guys. Knows? you could have done it. This could have been a, a
1: secret thing that he could have done on the side.
0: Yeah, you never know. You never a lot know. of those guys wore masks back then. Yes, like, right. I could be a wrestler. I could. There's a red city of red. No, no, yeah. no, nope. Yeah, you, you we would recognize the guy in the jorts and and, and the Captain America. Hey, I can
1: I can't, I'm just going to be honest with you. I think I'm going to be honest with you you two on this podcast and all the other 1 million listeners that are going to hear this. And the four people who returned in? I can't, I can't fit in the George no more. What? I can't.
0: I thought you were going to start running. I I did. I ran two 5Ks last week. You're making this up. I'm not, I, I
1: swear to God, I did. I ran two 5Ks. I am drinking this this crap.
0: That's yeah, beer flavored water.
1: I can't. I'm, I'm trying. I mean, this is. I'm counting calories. This is 95 calories. I don't even tell you what a shot of bourbon is. You want to know how much a shot of bourbon is? Good it's bourbon, like 105. Maybe your shot. <laughs> well, <laughs> I shot I'm, about one ounce pour. <laughs> Dude, literally, I put them on the other day. And my wife was like, hey, try the George song. You know, it's our 20 year anniversary. Let's see what they look like. So I put them on. She did not tell you to try. On your <laughs> that is not true. That's made up. It, literally, I was like <laughs> a can of biscuits about to just, and I was like, I can't do this. I can't breathe. I thought maybe I'll go mow at them. I did some, you know, I did some what you call it, uh, dips and squats and everything else. Yeah. But... No.
0: no. Wow. Well, that, that, that took a, huge turn for the worst there well even uh, like so, I so like
1: I, right, well and here's what's funny this beer glass right it's like i think at applebee's i didn't steal this from applebee's so applebee's you didn't don't don't come after us they call this like a brutus cup and so i got it and then i filled i was able to fill this little skinny little piece of crap all the way almost to the top of this and so like the it's whole. Just so this whole 16 time glass. exactly plus you know what this was adam yeah this was a vase that was had flowers in it. And then my wife was going to tell me, I drink beer out of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she's still laughing as you're drinking beer out of a vase. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm out of the words.
2: Still, well,
1: that's,
0: that's culture.
2: <laughs> back, someone calling in for, like, you know, maybe they have a question. That was it. We got a question. Mm, yeah. Let's go to the
1: phones.
0: Let's go. Uh, well,
2: the, the caller ID says it's Applebee's. So
0: it's they want to know why I've got a guy on here. Want telling our Brutus, back. Stop telling the yeah, scene. the Brutus, the Brutus glasses are rip off. Okay. They want oh. to know speak to our attorney.
2: <laughs> How about let me yeah. touch on a couple more things for you and it might help your listeners. Okay. Yeah, please do. That's okay. Instead, unless you had a particular question, but I, I think what's important for uh, people to understand is the current landscape of uh, the veteran landscape. Okay. And, and why this all matters, but first of all, every year, uh, Darren and Matt doesn't matter over 200,000 men and women will have tra- will be transitioning out of the service every year doesn't matter that's a large number go right going wow. into civilian sector it's just a matter of rotation, you know people and uh, retire. People decide that they're, uh, they don't want to serve anymore or their, their contract is up, you know, whether it be four, five, six years or whatnot. So 200000 that's quite a decent, uh, you know, talent pool that people want to tap into. So organizations like mine that are able to access that, as we discussed, that's why we're pretty attractive, right? And there are a host of other ones as well. But um, a couple things, though. Uh, we didn't touch on remote work. You're, uh, obviously, you're not going to be a remote driver. I got all of that, but just for other or, uh, companies, even even in the transportation industry. I mean, if you're not a driver, though, uh, you know, remote work nowadays, based on COVID, we have proven. Look what we're doing here. I don't have to come to Iowa to be in a studio. Remote work uh, is an option for a lot of people. So, um, and many of the, the service members, especially military spouses are very interested in remote work because now they're no longer geographically tied right you can take that job and you we, we call it pcs permanent change of station but you transition from one post to another post to another post if you're a military spouse right if your husband or wife whatever is active duty still uh, you can take that with you that's that's important i want to talk about mentorship for a minute if that's all right because mentorship no, go is for it's it's a good absolutely mentor. vital absolutely vital i mean I'm sure you two have mentioned hundreds, if not thousands, of young men and women who wanted to get in the trucking issue. You're doing that now. We're having a conversation. But mentorship is so important for the service members because they don't know what they don't know. It is a new culture. They left their their communities. They're going to go back to some communities. They lost their network. They've done a lot of things. Their identities changed a little bit. They're discipline, all these things, right? But they need two types of mentors. They need a personal mentor that could be, you know, father, mother, whatever, that, that gives them some guidance, you know, like my son, Max over there. I think I'm more a personal mentor than a professional mentor because he doesn't listen to anything I say, right? So, but the uh, but they need a professional mentor, somebody like in the industry, somebody uh, uh, so that they can trust that's gonna talk to them about business. It's not gonna cobble them. It's gonna tell them the real deal Put them on the path of it could be education, it could be the path of where you should live, how much money, you should, how to negotiate, how to interview, how to whatever. It could be any of that. I think mentorship is really, really important. For the rest of your listeners, we, we've improved our resume writing, but we haven't come there yet. So, those companies looking to hire, if you have a veteran and your veterans employee resource group, review the resume, that could be helpful. I'm not sure, uh, there's lots of ways, um, you know. You don't. Some of the companies you don't have to take a resume. You just apply online. I got it. But we've come a long way. Fastports helped us with that resume engine that they built, ResumeEngine.org, which is a great tool. So we we but we haven't we haven't taken all the jargon, military jargon, off of our resumes um, quite yet. So we we've got some ways to go. Your listeners need to understand that your uh, military folks still have a difficult time communicating what they did in the military and communicating their skills right it might just say i was an infantryman therefore the only thing i can be is a security guard well that's not true you have leadership right you have critical thinking skills you have that discipline you have other attributes that you that that need to come out i tell people the resume is just an opportunity for you to get an interview it's gonna hopefully it's gonna you know Just be enough so that you get the call back, so that you get called in, so that you can sit across the table like we're doing right now and have an honest conversation about what it is that you did in military. And and most folks will be able to draw that out, right, and and they can tell about all the things that they did. And then you go, I really want some of that, okay. Um, Rank doesn't matter, but the education and skills do. So I say don't always look higher, you know, for the colonels. Don't always hire, I mean, just because it's colonel, but look at the education. Look at the skills that they have. Look at those. There are many young servicemen and women in the cyber arena, cybersecurity security arena, who might not have a college education, but they got every certification known to man to be very successful in a cyber war, right? So take a look at that is what I'm saying. Just always look for the, the four-year degree. Military spouses, we talked about that, untapped resource. Right? Hire a military spouse, I have a wife, she's a Swiss Army knife. she can do it all, Uh, but the military spouses are very well educated. Uh, They might have some gaps in their employment, but they're very talented and you you, you should not forget about that population. We are touching on it now with the CDLs and, uh, and the things that you're doing. But workforce development is important. Upskilling, the skilled trades are, are, are vital. Not every serviceman or woman has a college degree nor wants to go back to college. But they have a GI bill that they earn that they can use as they see fit for upskilling opportunities. Or there are many folks out there that have free opportunities. But uh, I mean, back to the point we started with a, a little bit ago uh, is uh, they, the men and women um, are trainable. And you just give them an opportunity, let them find their passion, whether it be IT, whether it be a CDL, whether it be HVAC, whether it be refrigeration, you name it, right? Uh, give them an opportunity to upskill, learn that trade and put them into the industry and they will thrive. And the last piece I tell you, and I think you know too, I go back, there is a war in town, companies are hiring. I associate with thousands of companies and I know they're hiring and they're looking right at the military community which consists of the service members that are still serving, getting out, those veterans that are out, those military spouses, those caregivers, right? Those, that community there because they know that they can count on them and they have the talent that they're looking for. So that's what I'm seeing in the landscape, if that helped you and your listeners in any way.
1: Well, it does. For me, I get I get greedy because I have my recruiting hat on and I'm just thinking recruiting truck drivers. When in fact, if I took that hat off and was more of a okay, trucking industry as a whole, and I'm working at a carrier, I'm not, not going, well, we're only looking for truck drivers. It's like, hold on just a second. You have recruiters, you have IT, like you mentioned, there's uh, operations positions, there's dispatchers, there's the whole, there's tons of jobs just with mechanics my god right now mechanics are needed just like truck drivers but still internal people of just what you're talking about just the operations side to recruiting there's so many different departments that the trucking industry as a whole and your carrier as a whole can completely dive into versus keeping that keeping that secret fishing hole to yourself right and and as a recruiting department going this is just no open it up to everybody in your
2: carrier so i think that was a great point that you just
0: mentioned it's it's forever adam how do people get a hold of you
2: What's the best so, way um, they can they are won't reach out to me directly at, at, uh, at my email. I'm happy to get that or on LinkedIn or they can go to hiring our heroes. Once they go to hiring our heroes.org, which is our website. And there's lots of resources, but I'm happy to get out my email. If, that's, uh, if that, that's helpful to the audience at a R O C K E at Uh send, Shoot me a note. If you want to get connected and if I can help somebody that's transitioning, with uh, get connected with our career counselors and a mentor uh, and put you in some, uh, to some resources. I can do that. If I can help in any way, or if there's a company that's listening that wants to tap into the pipeline of talent we have, um, I'm happy to do that. And I know, absolutely. I want to leave you. We'll get, a...
0: we'll include all that in the link, uh, when, when we, uh, when this is released. So, uh, that'll be good. And Adam, I, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. I'm glad I seem, uh, uneducated that I was unfamiliar with Hiring Our Heroes and that whole program. It seems, uh, I mean, I I am uneducated, but I mean, this really made me feel uneducated and kind of worthless. After I read your bio and then just heard your story, I've never really felt worse about myself. So I'm going to go do some push-ups and maybe read a book or something.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'm i going to close with, th- if we have 30 more seconds, I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah, you got all the time. What, what all this is about, uh, Darren, in my mind, is about uh, national security. You're going to go, wow, Adam's getting big on the strategic level of national security and I'm just a colonel. But I, I will tell you this, if, if we...
0: Just a colonel? If,
2: yeah, if we, <laughs> if we treat our young, menmen, young men and women who raised the right hand and took an oath, right, to, to support and defend uh, our nation... And we treat them with dignity and respect as they get ready to transition. And we provide them opportunities with companies like the ones that you're partnered with or you two own, and so on and so forth, right? And it's a segue to meaningful employment and a standard of living, right? And all those other things we talked about, I think, will subside and they will thrive. There'll be civic assets, there'll be leaders, there'll be the coach, teach, mentor, the volunteer. In your community, but what they will do is belly up to the bar, like I'm going to do maybe tonight at the American Legion. I'm going to talk to a young kid, men or women, and I'm going to talk to them about my service. There are some good things, there are some bad things. I had a wonderful career after 34 years, and I'm very proud of that and all the things that I did. And I want to share that with the youth and tell them that theirs was one there was a, 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 a spree component of this whole thing. Two, there's an economic component of it. I'm retired, right? And, and then and three, it was just a great, great career. And that if we don't do that, are all volunteer forces at risk right now, all right? And it truly is. The young men and women do not have the propensity to wanna to serve in our military for various reasons. We could talk about that for hours. But, uh, I mean, I go back to the war on talent, the war on talent that even exists in the military right now. We need young men, women who want to serve for whatever reason, be for patriotic reasons like I did or for economic reasons, right? It's a mixture of both, but we have, we've got to attract more people into our service to want to serve, to defend our borders, to defend our nation, to want to serve. And then we've got to show them that you may serve and we're proud of you, but there is an opportunity post-transition back in those Great companies, those communities, to take care of your family. So I believe you. That I, I truly believe this whole transition piece comes full circle about national security and the all volunteer force. So thanks for listening.
1: That's awesome, man. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah,
0: Adam. We yeah, first. Thanks for coming on. One, two. Thank you for your service, uh, Beach. Thank you for not wearing jorts anymore. <laughs> and oh uh, no 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 no, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. to work up to. It. Maybe by Louisville. <laughs> we'll set a goal. Yeah. So everybody, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Be safe and keep on trucking. Thank you, all Both, both very much. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Appreciate your bone.
1: That was awesome. Hey, I'm gonna I'll holler at you here a little bit, Adam.